This is Money Talk with James Ross. It's nine minutes uh, to nine and uh, time we cross to Washington, D.C. Uh, to take our view from uh, the U.S. with uh, Barry Wood, RTHK's international economics correspondent. Uh, good morning. Good evening, Barry. How are you? Very well. Thank you, James. How are you? Good, thank you. Yes, I mean, uh, we've just had this uh, announcement from uh, the SEC, a game-changing announcement for uh, Bitcoin, as it approves 11 spot Bitcoin ETFs. Uh, Barry, what's uh, been the reaction to that? Well, it's been subdued. I think um, it came late on Wednesday afternoon. It was expected there had been a glitch 24 hours earlier trading in these ETFs that can now have Bitcoin in them. All of the big investment houses wanted this action. They're getting it. I see that Bitcoin is up one and a half percent on Wednesday trading here in the States. But I think it's fair to say it's been a subdued reaction. Is it, is it a game changer for Bitcoin, do you think, Barry? Is, is it going to mean that all and sundry suddenly get interested in crypto? We'll have to see. I, I agree with what uh, your guests were saying earlier, both Enzio and Richard, that it's not a game changer at the moment. But there are a lot of people who like the idea of a cryptocurrency that is not controlled by central banks, not controlled by any one government. And that really may be the attraction of Bitcoin, which is, of course, a virtual currency. So I think we have to wait and see. My inclination is that uh, your guests are right. It's not a game changer, but certainly it expands the investment pool for all of the investment houses. They can now put a cryptocurrency in their portfolio of exchange traded funds. I've seen reports that as much as $100 billion is waiting to flow into these funds just because of the addition of crypto. Well, we'll see because uh, some of these ETFs uh, apparently are going to start trading uh, today. So uh, uh, let's see what happens. Now, turning to other stories, the World Bank uh, warning this week that global growth in 2024 is set to uh, slow for a third year in a row, uh, prolonging uh, poverty and uh, uh, debt levels increasing in many developing countries. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the, you know, the World Bank very much uh, centered around uh, D.C., uh, Barry. Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, more than 150 countries, I think maybe even 190 countries that everybody is essentially a member of the World Bank. And they hand out a lot of money every year. It's a very important development institution under new leadership, it should be added. But what is really happening in the world economy is that there's not enough growth to satisfy in developing countries the number of people that are coming into the labor force. In other words, per capita incomes are not advancing. In Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, incomes are going down. So if you have low growth, as we have, I mean, just look at the figures. For example, the, uh, the World Bank is saying that for this year, only 2.4% global growth, that's everywhere. Well, you have to have really 5% growth for the developing countries to make progress, and you're not getting it. 2.6% last year, 3% in 22, 6.2% in 21. All of that is surprising, James, because coming out of COVID, you would have expected more of a boom. Uh, 
Further, interest rates have risen and that is a problem for developing countries because a lot of their debt, and they have a lot of it, and that's foreign debt. They can't, like the United States, simply print their currency and use that to pay off the debt. They have to pay a higher interest rate on their dollar-denominated debt. That's a problem. So, yeah, I think this is, this is very bad news for the global economy. And how does the U.S. and the U.S. government in particular you know, view this kind of thing coming from the World Bank? I think the response is almost now predictable, and that is these things have happened in the past. Developing countries run into debt problems all the time. The Africans get bailed out time after time. You know, they go to the Paris Club, that's an association of, of creditor countries, have their debts written down, and then they get into trouble again. Commodity prices on which they're dependent are very volatile. So I think the response is we've got to boost foreign assistance. And I think that will happen both from Europe, from Japan, from the United States and from China. And in a presidential year, you know, do you think that uh, the U.S. wants to be seen to be doing good around the world or is it uh, going to be looking just in its own backyard? Yes, the latter for sure. Look, um, foreign assistance is never popular in the United States and... Yeah, in an election year, it's going to be particularly so. It could even enter the realm of presidential debates at some stage. Well, let's just get uh, up to date very quickly uh, on the presidential race. Chris Christie, uh, former New Jersey governor, dropping out of the 2024 uh, race on the Republican side. What, what, what are your thoughts there, Barry? Well, I'll tell you, I think this is um, getting close to the end. I, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> because... <laughs> oh, yeah. I listen to these commentators and watch them on television, read them in the newspapers. They say that really the Republican nominee will be determined by early March. Well, that's not very far away. Mm. We have the Iowa caucus coming up on the 15th. That's next Monday. And then we have the New Hampshire primary, which comes up January 23rd. Chris Christie had some support in New England. That's likely to go to Chris to, to Nikki Haley. And interestingly, in about an hour's time, there will be a debate from Des Moines, Iowa, which is inundated with snow, between just Nikki Haley and the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. And that's going to say quite a bit. Donald Trump, as he has every time, stands aside. He will not debate with the others. But at the very same time, that CNN is hosting this two-person debate. Donald Trump will be on Fox News for an entire hour from Iowa with a town hall meeting. <laughs> so, look, I think that um, it may be correct that uh, all of this is going to be determined by March, but everyone is looking for a stumble. Who's going to win tonight? Will it be DeSantis or Haley? And will Donald Trump make a mistake? So... You know, just very quickly, will Trump come out on top? Is, is that your prediction at the moment? All of the polls indicate, James, that he's got an insurmountable lead. I'm skeptical. Well, let's wait and see. Uh, Barry, thank you very much for your insight as normal. Barry Wood is uh, RTA's, uh, RTHK's international economics correspondent based in Washington, D.C.